This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. New content will be available every week throughout 2015. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. Sarah, thank you so much for just the opportunity for me to speak this morning. Sarah is definitely a... Barnabas in my life, a son of encouragement, or we'll say daughter, sorry. Daughter of encouragement. She's very, very encouraging, spurring me on to good works. And in Jesus' name, that is what I hope to do for you this morning. Amen. So I'll start with my little introduction, which is of me. So you aren't all going, what's that accent? Where is she from? I don't know. It's a bit distracting if you don't know, so I'll I'll go there, okay? (laughs) So I'm uh, part of this church, MPC. It's my home church. I love it. I've loved it, this house, and its people for the last six years since I've been here. Tried to serve as best as I can in any sort of way or shape or form that I can, because that's just me. But um, love this place, Moira Pentecostal Church. I'm from America. I moved here about six years ago because my husband is from here. So we met in a roundabout way. I'll tell you later. I'm here all day. But I uh, <laughs> can't go there now. But we did meet, and I am here, right? Um, so I'm from America, a little small farm in town outside Chicago. So northern Indiana. I came from a Christian home. Thank the Lord. Uh, but loads of things happened, you know, between young decision to follow Christ between I was, you know, between then and when I was 18. When I was 18, I made a decision. Do you know what? I'm actually going to do this, right? I'm going to surrender my life. I'm going to give it to the Lord, come what may, don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I won't go into my testimony because that's what I'm do- not what I'm here for today. But I will say, it wasn't a hard choice for me. I didn't have a lot going for me, girls. I didn't. I was 18. I was hurt. I was broken. Through my own choices, through my own human young girl response to bad things that had happened to my family and various things, you know, I needed help. I needed a hope. I needed a future. And thank the Lord he gave me one. It's been a beautiful trip. Um, so when I was 18, made this decision, <clears throat> got just dove straight in. That's what I'm like. <laughs> just dove straight in. Started helping out my church any way that I could. Got really heavily involved in missions. So I went to Nicaragua and Dominican Republic and Honduras. Did that for about three or four years. Um, and then did a really crazy, crazy thing. Craziest thing of my young life. When I was 22, packed my bags, and I moved to Australia. Right, And I went to Hillsong Church in Sydney and studied pastoral leadership there. And it was during that year and during that time, it's still such a formative time for me. It was 10 years ago now. <clears throat> it was still such a formative time for me. I was a drop in the bucket. And that was the hardest part because the church is, what, 24,000 strong at the time. I think it's like 36,000 now, right? So you felt like one in a million. But connect groups and stuff make you feel, you know, more connected with people. So it's not as all encompassing. But yes, every church service, there's like 3,000 people there, you know, but, but more than that, what marks their church, what I found personally that everyone has opinions, but is a passion for Jesus, right? And a passion for each and every individual having a purpose here on this earth and everyone working together to see that done, right? And I caught that. And another second major thing that I caught is that women have a part to play. Amen. We have a part to play. As I always once said to my husband, I'm like, women are the heart and soul of this world. You know, if we didn't have us, where would the care or the compassion or the nurturing or that? But it's true. There are certain things and characteristics that mark us as women, and that is a good thing, and that is a God thing, and that is part of our stamp on this world, right? I'm going to start by reading you a quote. 
And it was a quote that was said, I won't say who, but it was, it was said by a former first lady, which is the president's wife. So it was a president's wife of times gone by, and she says this, right? <clears throat> Each of us must truly be a woman in this world. We need to be as fearless as the women whose stories we have applauded. We need to be as committed as the dissident activists that we have ever heard of, as audacious as those who start movements for peace when all seems lost. Together, I do believe it is part of life's mission to ensure that women everywhere finally have the opportunity to live up to their God-given potential. Amen. <clears throat> Romans 8:19 says, for the creation awaits an eager expectation for the sons and daughters to be revealed. I'll read that again. Romans 8, 19, for the creation awaits an eager expectations for the son and the daughters to be revealed. <clears throat> and as I looked in context of what it means by creation, they're saying humanity, right? They're saying humans. They're waiting. They're waiting. And if there's anything in this world that doesn't let us know or, or we can't see with our eyes that the world is waiting for us to be revealed, we're not awake. We aren't living to the time. We aren't alive, I'm sorry, to the times that we're living in. Reveal means to let out, to release, to unveil, to bring out into the open, right? Creation is waiting in eager, eager expectation for the sons and daughters to be revealed. Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. How many times have we heard that? Right? But it is true. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. It says in Ephesians 2, verse 10, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. That's how divine this thing is. Is that when we are in Christ, he's actually set out things long ago that we are to accomplish. Right? This morning, sorry, we are each called to make our unique mark on this world. <clears throat> and a picture of that that I thought recently, right, is as far as your fingertips. I'm sure we know in modern technology, right, our fingertips are unique. Right? What does it say about human? Human fingerprints are detailed, unique, difficult to alter, durable over the life of an individual, making them suitable as long-term markers of a human's identity, right? <laughs> what that spoke to me whenever I was thinking about this recently is just that we are all called to place a unique mark on this world, each and every one of us. It's as unique and it's as close and it's as real as our actual fingertips. I believe God is trying to say that, and I believe God would have that to say to us, is we each have something to give, right? We each have something to give. And what I want to talk about this morning, attitude is altitude. <clears throat> what we believe about ourselves will always dictate what we achieve in this life, right? Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In a nutshell, we would call this insecurity. <laughs> and I hope I'm not the only one that deals with it right? Insecurity. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I'll read that again. What we believe about ourselves, I wrote this by the way, just joking. <laughs> it always dictates what we can achieve in this life, okay? Let's take a look at what insecurity is. The definition of insecurity, I hate this part, uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, lack of confidence, inhibition, nervousness, or hesitancy. Right? I created something called the insecurity chain. And it's my way of trying to describe insecurity whenever it tries like coming at my life. Maybe it'll mean something to you, right? So insecurity starts like this. It's built on untruths. Built on lies. Right? Built on lies that come in our head could be about ourselves. 
way it would look, um, what our future could look like, what our past looks like, what this room thinks about me right now, anything, right? It's built on lies. What happens then? Lies breed fears, right? What if? What if? What if? What if? What if they think that? What if this? What if that happens? Do you know? Which then, what? It leads to anxiety, which I believe is nearly the emotion of fear. Right? I'm anxious. I'm worried. This is what happens with me. I don't know if anybody happens. This is like a cycle. It's like a sex cycle. <clears throat> what is the solution? Oh, my gosh. What is the solution? And again, I'm talking about insecurities in light of coming at our, attacking our self-esteem, attacking our self-worth, attacking what we are able to achieve in this life, which then immediately then involves what we believe that God could use to our lives for, right? What is the, what is the solution? It's confidence. It's the opposite, right? Confidence. Thanks to my husband. He gave me that one. I was like, babe, what's the insecurity? What's the opposite of insecurity? He's like, confidence. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And thankfully, because I have had experience with insecurity, I was like, right, I know what confidence is, right? And I won't go too personal. But I, a number of years back, I definitely, we all, and I'm not saying it was the last time, but I struggled with a couple of things to do with my self-image, right? Ugh, any wonder, Right? crazy world that we live in. Everywhere you go, you're like, don't want to look? Nope. Don't want to see it. Goodness. Don't want to know. And I'm not talking about people, by the way. I, I'm not going to be that mean. Okay. I'm talking about everything in society that's trying to blast us all the time with fake pretend images. Pretend. All of them. Trying to say, I'm real and you want to be like me and I got everything going on. So you do everything you can in your little life to look just like this because I got it going on. Right? <laughs> And it's a lie. And I'm sorry to be so dramatic, but that, anyway, there's loads of different ways that insecurities can attack our life, but that was one that I dealt with in a major way a couple years ago. And I was like, God, there's got to be a way out of this. Like, what am I going to do? And he gave me this verse, and I never saw it before, ever, 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 ever. Maybe you have, okay? But it's Proverbs 3, verse 27. The Lord will be your confidence, and he will keep your foot from being snared. And then another version of that says, the Lord will be at your side, and he will keep your foot from being trapped. And when I remembered that, and I don't know why, I just needed it, okay? I just needed it. And it was one of those words that just I needed. And I was like, yes, God, you be my confidence, Lord. You be what? And it was, it was to do with my parents at that time, but I, I deal with other insecurities too, right? But it had to do with my parents at the time. And I was like, God, keep my feet from being snared. Keep my feet from believing this lie. Keep my feet from, you know, being caught up in all of that. So that's my little tiny example of millions of examples I could give you about insecurity and how that really came. And, and just that the answer is found in the truth of God's word, right? We need a truth for every lie. And sometimes we got to dig it out or ask a friend or get on Google. And I'm not, I mean, it's like, okay, um, uh, confidence Bible or, you know what I mean? Insecurity or help, you know, but anyways, hopefully I can help add to this today. Confidence. It comes from knowing who we are in Christ. Amen. That through him, we can do all things. We can do what he's called us to do. We can do those things that says that we're a masterpiece and he has great works for us. We can believe him for it. We can believe that we can do all things through him. We can believe that he is at our side. He's walking this journey out with us. It's not built on anything temporal or anything that we can do or achieve ourselves because all of that is weighed up and we'll eventually talk ourselves into it not being good enough anyway. It can't be based on any of our works. It can't be based on anything that we can do or add. Psalm 28 verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. 
Amen. Psalm 18, verse 1 and 2. I love you. Oh, sorry, just one. <laughs> I love you, Lord, my strength. My strength, my source. Where I get my confidence. Amen. Not in anything else. Not in anyone else. Not in anyone's love or affection. Not in the attention I get from a room when I enter it. You see that? There's such a temptation as women to do that. Oh, look at me. I'm being honest. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we're wanting confidence. We're wanting somebody else to say, you're great. You're doing wonderful. And I'm just trying to tell you today, we got that. Yeah. If we're listening, it's in God's word. Amen. We got that, right? Another thing that can help us combat against insecurity, lies, anxiety, all those wonderful things, is perfect love. <clears throat> perfect love. And I'm going to explain that today, because anytime anyone ever told me that, I didn't get it, okay, until recently. 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, okay? Fear, again, back to our cycle, insecurities, leads to fears, leads to anxiety. It's all interconnected, right? Perfect love drives out fear. How does perfected love drive out fear? They seem like unrelated things to me. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I thought that. <clears throat> Until I had this little moment at work. I was joking with Sharon about this. This is my moment at work, right? I was doing a stock take. I work at a hair salon. I don't do hair, by the way. But I work at a hair salon. And uh, I was doing their stock take every Monday. And I'm filling out these numbers. And yeah, how many of those? And then it just hits me. And the random moments of life sometimes, that's what happens. It's like God just speaks and answers a question you've had for a very long time. This is one of those things. How does perfect love drive out fear? How does that work? This is why I believe it's from the Lord, so I don't take credit from this, right? If you know that you are loved, you're secure in the outcome. Yes. You trust the process. Yes. You rest in the arms of love. Amen. Right? I have a little story about my son Jackson. I forgot to say I have two children. My son Jackson is coming three in January, and I thought about him as I was preparing for this day because this could be a very tricky time for me getting up in front of people, sharing your heart, not knowing what way people are going to receive you, whatever, you know. Definitely fear, insecurity, anxiety, this whole circle could have started and did start a couple of times, right? But the other day I thought about him and I thought, I hope this makes sense to you. <clears throat> I could get up in front of all these beautiful ladies, fall flat on my face, stumble in my words, not know what to say, and I'm going to leave that day and I'm going to go home and my son's going to love me. <laughs> He's going to say, mommy, well, he doesn't really do that. He's like, where's dad? <laughs> but honestly, he loves his dad. Okay. He's like, hey, daddy, hug, sucks, sucks. <laughs> I try not to get offended. I'm like, wait, no, I prayed for a confident child. That's okay. That's okay. But honestly, that is, it's like, but he's going to love me no matter what. Right? So love can cast out fear. The love of God can cast out fear in our lives of making a mistake, of getting it wrong. Right? of getting it wrong, of going out, stepping out, doing something, do something that we feel the Lord's asking us, and maybe, gosh, we fall flat on our face, but we're like, but you love me, Lord. You do. You love me, God, and you're with me, God, and you're my strength, and you're my confidence anyway, so I don't care what people think. See how this works? You see how this works? See how this works? That is how we are meant to live life. We are. We're meant to live life like this. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. <clears throat> Beautiful. I've loved you with an everlasting love. It's one of those things. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. What I love about that saying, Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life, is <clears throat> one of my, girl well, she's now one of my friends, but 
Sarah, when she was witnessing to me when I wasn't a Christian or I hadn't made a decision and I was out being crazy, she would always tell me that Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. And I was thinking, yeah, just take me to the mall. You know, she was my friend, my older sister's friend that drove us around a lot. And I'm like, mm-hmm, whatever, right? <clears throat> but now, and just in light of that scripture, I've loved you with an everlasting love. <clears throat> what I've learned, obviously, and as, as an adult, and, and now that I'm a believer on the other side of things, right, is God's love is everlasting to us, and it's not dictated by the rights and wrongs that we do. It's not dictated by the amount of love that we have back for him. It's nearly like a parent's love. People try to describe it that way. It's nearly like a parent's love. Like when your child is your child, if they turn their back on you and hate you, like you're still like, but that's my son. As far as I know, as far as I've heard, I have very small children, but you know what I mean? That everlasting love, it goes beyond your rights and your wrongs, your perfection, anything that you've done, anything that you could do, right? An everlasting love. I have drawn you, I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Kindness that doesn't fail is what I heard when I, whenever I read that. Kindness that doesn't fail. Amen. Kindness that doesn't fail me. When I fail, which I do. Yesterday I was shouting at my child. I told someone today, I was shouting at my child yesterday, going, you're meant to speak at the conference tomorrow. How could you do that? And then I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't about me. I have nothing to give. But I have everything to gain by surrendering my life to the Lord. And the same is true for all of us. We're not perfect. We're not going to get it all right. We're not going to say the right thing. We're not going to have the right attitude all the time. But when we say, God, use me, it's God that's using you. Right? It's God that's using you, and that's the point. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I have more and more notes, but I don't want to keep you too long. <clears throat> but I did want to say something about A21. I'm not going to talk about all, all of it and everything that it does. You already saw that, and you got the picture, right? But A21, the woman that was up there that was talking was Christine Kane. Blonde Bob, Christine Kane, right? <clears throat> she is from Hillsong Church, actually. And she was a woman just like the rest of us. I was there. I, I didn't meet her because there was that many hundreds of people, but she was there in the crowd. She would preach sometimes. She was just in and amongst us, and it was before A21 started, right? But the heart of what was coming out of that church in the women's meetings was... Do your part. God has called you to do something. You all, we have what it takes to make something happen. All you have to do is sometimes step out and do that, right? Christine Kane went on a trip. I don't even know whether it was a business trip or not, or she had heard about trafficking and wanted to check it out, or she was just casually going with her family. But whatever happened, she encountered a situation that moved her. And she said, I have to do something about it. Nine or ten years later, we're hearing about it in Moyer Pentecostal Church in little northern, not little northern, beautiful northern Ireland. I don't mean it in a bad way, but do you know what I mean? We're quite a long way from Sydney is what I'm trying to say. Do you know? But yet we're trying to raise funds to help that thing, all because woman, one woman's dared to believe. I can do something about that. Okay? And I want to talk about a second ministry that started that we won't hear up on there the year that I was there. We won't ever see it up here, and we'll never hear about it except me telling you here right now. One woman out of the church that year, I heard because we talked about it in that church, she, she liked to knit, right? She loved knitting little booties and scarves and stuff. And one day she got this idea. Ah, oh, do you know what? I don't know where. It must have been the Lord. I could start knitting stuff for premature babies in the hospital, I think. You know, I can't really take on big projects. I'm quite elderly. But I can do I'm going to start doing that. She started a ministry. 
right? Attaching beautiful little verses about God's creation and this and that to her little booties and her scarf. And I'm, I'm just being honest, like that was her doing her part. And they were talking about it on the big screen. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. We all have something to give. We all have something to give. And you heard that quote that I read. We, it, it, now is the time. These are the days. Creation is waitingly eager your response, eagerly awaiting your response. You have something to give. You have something to give. <clears throat> That's all fine and well, Tessa, okay? But what on earth do we do about it? And I won't finish everything. I won't say everything that I wanted to say. I don't want to keep you too long or lose your <laughs> interest. But how do we live this out, right? I'll carry just a couple of scriptures and then we'll close, okay? But it takes faith. That's the first point. It takes faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. <clears throat> I put in quotes here, but that's not what I see in my life right now. Like my life looks like this, right? This going on. You know, and all that's fine and well, everything you're saying, and but you know what I mean? But this is not what I see, right? And it made me think of that saying, seeing is believing, but I say believing leads to seeing. Amen. Believing leads to seeing, right? And I'm not trying to talk about like self-help and all this stuff, but I mean believing, believing. It took faith for me to say, God, you can use me today. I actually had to release my faith yesterday when I felt numb. <laughs> like, what's happening? It's been leading up for like six, you know, long, long, long time, you know? But then I was just reminded by a very close friend of mine, you have to release your faith, right? No matter what you do in life, no matter what you step out in, again, you're confident, you're secure, <laughs> I can fall on my face and God loves me, I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep going, but it takes faith, believe in God, you can do something with this, you can use this, and he can. <clears throat> and you can. It says in Isaiah 53, verse 2, Before him he grew up, Jesus now, like a young plant, like a root out of the dry ground. He was not well formed or especially handsome. We saw him, but his appearance did not attract us. Right? Some can feel like that about their life or about anything that they're, they're trying to do. But I just remember these two builders <clears throat> that are near my house. And they drive a really, I guess the car must be like 15 years old. Not that I care, but you do notice these things. They're in and out of our like neighborhood all every day building houses like up next to us, right? And they look very humble. They're always wearing work clothes, this and that. They're saying hello. You know, I don't know what kind of life that they've lived or led. But one day it really struck me that anybody could see these two men. One is older. One is about like in his 30s. One's like in his 60s. Anyone could see these two men driving up the road and not think anything, right? But when I saw them driving up our road, I thought... Those two men know how to build a house from nothing. <laughs> I've seen nothing. That was like the land that was next to us, and now there's a house there. Serious. They can build something from nothing. And our world would never, ever, 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 ever see that. They would never look at those two men and say they have, they got value. They can achieve something. They got something to give. Would they? Because everything is so glamorous and so beautiful, and oh, everyone has to be like that and to have it all together and look amazing, right? But it's not so. The Bible says God doesn't even look on the outside. He looks at what's going on inside that heart. So who knows what we can accomplish? Never mind what people think we can accomplish. We have to believe that we can accomplish something. 
We have to believe that God's called us to something because it's over and over and over and over and over in his word. I've called you. You're mine. I'm with you. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Step out. Do it. And I'm going to close because I don't want to keep going on and on and on, but that is just my prayer and my heart today. And say, God, what is in my hand? What can I do to help this world? What can I do to shine your light? And I don't know what your gift is. I don't know what you're into. It doesn't even have to be a gift. You could just be into it. But you can use it to the glory of God. You can use it to advance his kingdom, which is the, it's a poem. It's not a verse, but it's the only thing that will last, this poem says. Only what's done for Christ will last. I thought it was a verse until I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's, it's a poem. And I nearly read it, but it was too long, and I thought, oh, it might be too much. <clears throat> Only what's done for Christ will last. One life is all we ha have, and then it's gone, basically. Only what's done for Christ will last. And let's remember that. Let's remember that in all our endeavors and all of our strivings and all of our goings and all of our achievings. Wait a minute. What am I doing to help humanity? What am I doing that I'm surrendering over to the Lord and say, God, this is your, this is your thing, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to step out. Amen. Amen. So let me pray for you. Is that okay? <clears throat> Lord, I just thank you so much for your goodness and for your grace, Lord, for your mercy, God. That we're all here, Lord. We're all here expecting God. We're all here for the day, Lord. We don't know. God, everyone's here for different reasons, Lord, but everyone stepped in there, God, because we're hungry, Lord, and we do need something, God. We know that you have it, God. Lord, I just pray for every woman that's in, in this room right now. God, I thank you for the plan and the purpose that you have for them. Before the foundations of the world, it says in some verses, God, you prepared good works for them. Amen. You prepared good works, Lord. May we find our confidence in you, God. May we find our strength in you, God. May we find the strength, God, to say no to the world and no to what it wants to tell us, and yes to your word, God, and yes to what it means to be a woman of God, and yes to what it actually means to be a woman and what we are meant to use our femininity for, God. I just pray that you'll use every woman's life in here, God. I pray that you would come in and do, do only you can, Lord, in all of these lives, Lord, in my life too. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can also watch the Sermon of the Month video at youtube.com forward slash Moira Pentecostal or download the sermon video through our iTunes video podcast. For more information, visit us at www.mpc.org.uk.